Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks, we're back. Chapter 2.8 of the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Collier is out this week. We don't really know where he's at. He says he's working something. Uh, it's not tax season the last time I checked, so there's no telling what he's up to. Uh, but Boomer's here. It was the street corner, I believe, is what he said. Oh, the street corner. I missed that part. I just saw Wait, the working Old part. Smith, Old Smith Parkway and uh, Johnson Street. So Street. I mean, it makes a it makes a lot more sense. Anybody looking for a Z job out there? He is working the corner from eight to two a.m. Okay, I mean because nobody accountants don't do shit other than tax season, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's got to make he's got to make the ends meet somewhere. That's right. So Collier is out this week. Boomer's here. That's um, right. That's all that really matters, I assume. Maybe. Yeah, of course. I'm the only one that ever wins people money out there. No, actually, you're uh, you're dead last this year, Boom. Well, I know that uh, last week I was pretty quick on the trigger. Gave out uh, gave out a couple of couple of locks. Couple yeah, you of- gave out six locks in general, four and two overall on those locks. So not terrible. But uh, forty three and fifty three and one on the season. Uh, Collier's 34, 38, and 3 on the season, and I am 61, 46, and 2 on the season after a 7, 6, and 1 weekend. I think you're going to have to go back and check those numbers. I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure I'm, I'm way up. Way up. Huge. No, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, last week it was weird. Lots of pushes. Vegas hit it on the number about as well as I've seen them do it last weekend. Um, I think I had four pushes over the weekend, which is very unusual. And then lost the uh, fucking Seahawks Cardinals game. I think everyone it's should have, ridiculous. Everyone should have got a refund on that. I actually stayed up and watched it and wanted to kill myself because of it. Oh yeah, I had the news tied actually, and uh, I just decided, you know what, tonight's not my night. I'll no. uh, live to fight another day, and uh, that's why I'm actually back this week to uh, give out some winners. Good. I'm glad you didn't go the route of uh, our dear friend Papa Giorgio. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Boomer's back. Uh, hopefully, later on, we're going to get uh, Gil Alexander from Beating the Book. Uh, he's going to join us, talk a little Vegas for us this weekend, see uh, some line moves maybe, maybe get a little um, analysis on some of the upcoming football, college, NFL games, maybe talk a little NBA. Uh, but we'll get to that a little later on. That's Gil Alexander. Hopefully, he's supposed to be joining us after the uh, the Cubs-Cleveland Indians game, which we're recording there in the middle of, because that's how dedicated we are. We come to you live during the World Series. Well, I would tone it down on the NBA uh, talk. That's There's there's usually about a month and a half each year reserved for talking about the NBA. Well, uh, last night, you know, because I had to get a little action, I did get the, the Spurs plus nine. Should have got a minus 28. Still would have won money. Cheese and rice. The Warriors. You hear that out there, people? That is what an addict sounds like. If you ever have these feelings of gambling on a Tuesday night NBA game, please call your local addict hotline. Dude, it was the tip-off. Once again, addict hotline. <laughs> 1-800-I-have-a-problem. Is that what it is? I believe so. Also, if you hear any strange noises in the background, that is my dog. Uh, he is trapped up in the room. He does not like it because he hears voices. So uh, just ignore that. Yeah. That, that's the dog you are uh, training for the uh, fighting club you're starting in the back, correct? I don't think he would last very long because considering he's the size of my laptop when it's closed. so. Uh, well, the waterboarding you've been doing should should help test his endurance. Uh, but he would fit in a water cup, so I don't think waterboarding would do much good. Um, all right, so we are back again. We're going to give out some winners. Uh, losing weekend and then a so-so weekend, so I'm feeling a big one this weekend for me. Uh, we're going to go, as usual, we'll start with college football, get to some scheduled games there. Then we'll hit up the professionals, see what's going on in the National Football League. Hopefully the product's a little better. Uh, I know that's the new thing to bash the product, but it has been awful this year. Uh, hopefully we can get- Hey, I'm just glad it's on. That's true. That's true. It's better than nothing. And then uh, we'll get to some vault. A Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week, then hopefully uh, we'll catch up with Gil Alexander from beating the book towards the end of the show. 
So, uh, Boomer, first off this weekend, we've got a good Thursday night matchup. The Hokies, two in a row for the Thursday night. This one on the road, though. They go to Pittsburgh. Virginia Tech is a four-and-a-half or four-point favorite now uh, going to Pittsburgh. Who'd you take in this one? Yeah, Virginia Tech's. I mean, they're, they're riding off a couple of couple of big weeks, although uh, that, that Syracuse bump in the road probably didn't help. But this being Thursday night, not in Blacksburg, I – I've I've loved Pittsburgh all year. They've covered about half the time for me. But James Conner, I mean, I, I feel like they're just going to pound and pound. Being at home, I think they get the outright win. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm going to take the points, but I, I think Pittsburgh probably wins. That's the way the ACC is usually. You don't have like a clear-cut guy or team in the Coastal a lot of the times. So you see each other kind of beat each other up on, or beat, see teams beat up on each other a little bit. I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, I believe Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. It could be wrong, but if not, they're coming off a uh, – definitely wasn't a uh, uh, Well, you're right. It was a bye. Last win was uh, at Virginia. Yeah, so bye. Virginia had North Carolina last weekend. So, uh, I mean, that'll help. So Virginia Tech had a full week from last Thursday, but I think Pitt gets them. Uh, if not, they'll keep it within a field goal. So, give me Pitt plus the four – here as well um so next up saturday is a pretty good matchup the tide is off so everybody gets a break from that dominant train but um the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is happening saturday i know we're probably not supposed to call it that but that's what we're going to call it because that's let's be honest that's what it is uh georgia versus florida georgia seven and a half point underdog against the mighty Florida Gators. I don't know. That one, a uh, little shocked by that, that it was that high. Boomer, what you, uh, what you take in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I love Georgia in this spot. Nick Chubb obviously getting a little bit health, healthier every week. Jacob Eason coming into his own. I mean, he makes some mistakes, but he is going to be a damn good quarterback. I think that this is where he kind of gets his legs underneath them. They look towards this game last week obviously when they lost to a very shitty Vanderbilt Commodore well they had the bye and then that so they should uh, be two weeks ago yeah so they were looking ahead clearly to this game last week they got a chance to uh kind of dot the eyes across the t's I, I i really like jacob beeson to have a, a huge game right here the offensive line for georgia is definitely definitely not the strongest in the conference but I think they, I think they can definitely keep it within the touchdown. I was pretty shocked. That that's definitely prisoner of the moment line making right there. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking Georgia as well. I think that Vanderbilt line was the best thing, or that Vanderbilt game was the best thing that could happen to this line. Um, this, I mean, this would, yeah. I don't like to give out locks from the from the picks, but this was this is one of my favorite matchups of the weekend. I mean, that Vanderbilt game. I mean, it was a fluke. Georgia played – Easton didn't play bad, but the rest of the team didn't play great. Um, Chubb's not 100%. The bye week's going to help them. I think they get it done. I, I think they might win this game outright, so I'm definitely going to take the seven and a half. Um, next up, game day site, Washington at Utah. Utah, one loss at Cal. Bad loss. Um, Washington undefeated. Has looked pretty dominant so far this year. Um, coming off a big win against Oregon State. Uh, Utah is a 10.5-point home underdog. Boomer, who are you taking in this one? Well, I mean, obviously everybody knows that I was all about Washington. I absolutely love them. I still love them in this game. But I think that uh, Jake Browning obviously has not been tested. They have the weakest non-conference schedule in the in the Power Five conferences. And – the Pac-10 has, has not been that great this year. That being said, I mean, they've done everything they needed to do against very shitty football teams. However, 10.5 points in Salt Lake, that atmosphere at night, game day, being there, I think Utah's offense matches very well against the, uh, the speedy front line of Washington. They're speedy, not that big. I think that they, uh, they're they going to drain the clock. They're going to be able to run on them and uh, definitely keep it within 10.5. Yep, I'm taking them too. Um, I think they'll be hyped for game day. I don't know how often Utah gets a game day out there. So, um, 
They'll be up for that. Washington's good. Washington should win the game. That that extra half point's huge here, in my opinion. Uh, I think 10 is a right on it. And if you can get it at 10 and a half, uh, you should. So, as our friends, uh, Band of Horses, say, uh, the great Salt Lake here taking Utah plus 10 and a half. So far, three for three, Boomer, matching up. Uh, Nebraska plus nine at Wisconsin is our next game. You going to fade me a bit here? Who are you taking? Yeah, I know that you're not going with me on this. I am eating the nine points and taking the Badgers in Madison at 7 p.m. I absolutely love Wisconsin right here. They've been completely tested almost every week. They've already played all the best teams in the Big Ten. I, I think that they're going to absolutely destroy Nebraska which absolutely blows me away that they're ranked number seven. It makes zero sense. They, the best team that they've played is a very shitty Oregon team. Well, they're ranked number seven because their name's Nebraska and they haven't lost. I don't care who they've played. But like you said, Wisconsin has played all their best teams in the Big Ten so far, and Nebraska has not. I think that bodes well for Nebraska. Uh, reason being – Wisconsin's got to be beat up. I mean, they have just taken a fucking pounding by some of the best teams. I mean, I was not too shabby. They won last week against Iowa, but then Ohio State before that, Michigan not too long before that. Like, they got to be beat down a little bit. Remember, they started out with the LSU team that proved that they're not dead. Right. I mean, I think part of that was the coach firing. But I think, like, you got to look at it and say, okay – I mean, they, they, they've got to look at it from an emotional standpoint. Like, we've got through the toughest part of our season. Like, I, I think they can let they, – they're going to let their guard down a little bit, and I think Nebraska comes in. I don't think Nebraska's – like, I've faded Nebraska a lot in spots where they've been the favorite. Um, but I'm going to take them as nine-point dogs. I'm going to hold out some hope that he gets to ten, but I doubt it because uh, public's a little bit on Nebraska, nothing too big. But I'm going to join them right here. <laughs> Stupid. They take the Huskers plus nine on the road in Camp Randall. Um, Gosh, that that makes me sick to my stomach that you are buying the Nebraska hype right there. I'm not buying the Nebraska hype. This is more of a – I think Wisconsin has gotten through the meat of their schedule and they're going to let their hair down a little bit. And, I mean, they're not slipping up, and I don't think Nebraska's going to win the game, but I think they'll keep it within a touchdown. I think maybe a 27-20, something like that. Um, Yeah, I think Nebraska keeps it close. But our final scheduled college football game of the week, we've got what preseason you would have circled on your calendar as the best or a top three matchup in college football. But somehow, someway, Florida State has faltered twice. So Florida State at home, a five-point underdog against Dabo and the Clemson Tigers. Um, Night game in Tallahassee. Boomer, who you got? Well, I, I go straight to what team does Clemson remind you most of currently in the NCAA? Uh, last year, Ohio State and Florida State. The year oh, this, that. this year. Oh, this year. Ohio State, maybe? Well, I was going to say the Louisville Cardinal. No. The, oh, they remind me of Louisville, except with a better defense. Well, now. I'm sure everybody listening remembers exactly what Louisville did to Florida State earlier this year. I I think that you see, if you're going to play that game, you got to play the NC State game, where Clemson should have lost at home to North Carolina State, and then Louisville beat them last week, fifty-one to seventeen. I agree. And what time was that Clemson NC State game at? Uh, it's, a, it's a nooner. And was it a sloppy ass soupy football rain was, weather? No, it wasn't. The weather was fine. Well, I, I see this. There's more likelihood of this game to get out of hand and be just a throttling by Clemson than there is for Florida State to win. And I, Clemson's been tested all year, and Florida State really has not. They they weren't tested in the Louisville game. They just simply gave up in that game. The Ole Miss game is so far in the back burner, they forgot how they won that game. I, I think that I think Clemson and Deshaun Watson makes a name for himself this year and gets back in the front runner of the Heisman. I think this will be a good game. And by that metric, I have to take Florida State. Uh, I think their defense has improved a lot since that uh, I guess South Florida game. I've been keeping up with that Florida State 
thing on Showtime. It hadn't been very good, but there's nothing else on on Tuesday I nights. mean, their players have been arrested so far this year. I don't know that any of them have. Well, it's hard to keep track of it. Yeah, I don't know that the criminals have had anybody going down this year. Uh, Derwin James won't be back, but he's getting closer and closer to return. I think the bye week helps Florida State a lot more than it helps Clemson just because they had more guys banged up. Um, at home, five points, I'm taking them. Uh, that's my really only logic here. I think Clemson will get the win. You've also got a fact in your theory. You've got a factor of Florida State looking past this game to the NC State game next week. No, not at all. But um, Florida State plus five is my pick. I think they'll keep it close at home. But look for Clemson to get the win. Um, so that's all our scheduled college football games. I'm sure we'll have more of those in the vault. Maybe a Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week college football edition. But it's time to get to the professionals. Um, good weekend of uh, NFL football, as always. The New England Patriots travel to the Buffalo Bills, who beat the Patriots in Foxborough earlier this year. Granted, they had no Tom Brady. Gronk was, I, I don't know, he was hobbled. He wasn't 100%. So you got to imagine the Patriots, who are six-and-a-half-point road favorites, are going to be a little – you know, a little hyped up for this. Got to get a little revenge on their mind. Tommy has been unbelievable. 3-0 and against the spread. I faded him every single week, which just shows how big of an idiot I am. Um, and I just saw the public numbers. Everybody back in the pads. The line's incredibly high. Tom Brady didn't give a shit. Boomer, who are you taking this week? Oh, my God. Literally every principle that I go with gambling, I would be going with the Bills. Literally every single thing I look at. Every week, this would be a lock for the Bills. However, every single time I've bet against the Patriots, I have lost money. And I just, it goes back to what we said last year. It's what's going to look stupider? You taking Tom Brady and the Patriots at minus six and a half, or are you taking the Buffalo Bills coached by Rex Ryan plus six and a half which ticket would you feel less stupid holding whenever the game's over and it's the Patriots it's always going to be the Patriots so I'm going to take the Patriots minus six and a half I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills uh well you got to and I'm going to guess the reason the principal thing works is because you have to do it every single time right I'm not betting money on this game I, I told uh me and Emil actually had a little bit of back and forth last week um about the Patriots I'm not betting against Tom Brady, ever, um, after what he's done. But for you know purposes of making a selection here, I'm going to take the Bills. I mean, seven points. I'm going to buy half a point, too. I'm going to get it to seven. Seven points at home against a team they beat earlier in the year. I know it's a completely different team, but I've been fading the Bills for a while, expecting a letdown. They had that letdown last weekend in Miami. Uh, and I think part of that was Rex Ryan looking ahead to this. I mean, he wants nothing more. Can you imagine Rex Ryan sweeping the Patriots in a year? And, and it's not going to happen. No. That's another factor that they've already beat the Patriots this year. That it, it just it goes back into why they made the spread the way they did. I mean, it, you don't have to gamble on this game. I, I'm actually kind of pissed that you put this on here for one of the 17 games that we could have bet on. But well, it's it's the marquee one of them. I mean, it's I don't know. It's just I feel like we got to make a pick here, and I mean that's why I'm taking the Bills at seven. I'm buying the half. I'm getting it to seven. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not touching it. No real money will be placed on this game. If you have to gamble on it, I would wait and do a live bet and pray the Bills score a touchdown first, then get the Patriots at a smaller number. Yeah, or maybe this is a teaser possibility here. Get the uh, Patriots on the money line closer to. Yeah. yeah. If I had to bet this, it would be a teaser. Um, but, yeah, so for purposes of this exercise, I'm taking the Bills plus seven. Uh, next up, Georgia Dome, Boomer's hometown. The Atlanta Falcons will be hosting the Green Bay Packers. It's a shame Collier's not on this week because we'd have a little bit of a rivalry going on maybe. Um I don't know how deep your allegiance has run with the Julio Jones-led Atlanta Falcons, but... Um, Not very much, uh, and I'm going to prove that right here. Absolutely love the Packers in this spot. These two teams have been going in opposite directions in Las Vegas value-wise. The Falcons could, 
could not possibly get any higher. And if everybody knows the Falcons from previous years, it's about midseason when everybody's super high on them. They're looking fantastic, and they just completely shit their pants. And I think that that starts this weekend. I can't believe the Packers are getting three, honestly. Yep, I'm taking the pack, too. Um, I think Vegas is dis- or maybe hyping up the fact they don't have a running back too much. That's fine. The time Montgomery looked all right when he carried the ball last week. Aaron Rodgers threw it 58 times. He might have to throw it 68 times this week. But that Falcons defense is not very good. Um, uh, so I think that the pack go on the road, get the win here. So take the plus three just to be safe. Both of us are on the Packers, I agree. Um, Vegas is overvaluing the Falcons too much. I mean, I like the Falcons. I don't think – I think they will make the playoffs, unlike last year. I don't think they have the total collapse. But I do like the Pack to get the win here. Um, the Packers are also very undervalued for how they've they've just had some bad luck with their running back situation. They lost to a Vikings team that ended up being a hell of a lot better than everybody thought they would be. And I, I think there's so much public that's on Green Bay. This number should it would probably be more of a three and a half. But there's always going to be that that public money on the Packers. So I yeah I think that. The value-wise on this game, you're getting a better value with the Packers. I mean, I think the public might actually be on the Falcons a little bit here. They're kind of a a public darling so far this year. But, yeah. um, Yeah, the public money is going to be on Atlanta. I'm just saying that the Packers are going to have more more of a public presence than they should. I got you. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, They also have more fans than you would think there. Carter usually tries to go to this game, and he says that it's pretty heavy on the pack when he goes. So, um, all right, so there's that. So, next game, Sunday night football. This one should be fun. Um, not really much of a lean here, but we got the Eagles plus four and a half at the Cowboys, the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Um, Romo Bradford, baby. Can't yeah, wait. Romo Bradford. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, right? Um, Four and a half, uh, Eagles at the Cowboys. Boomer, who are you taking? I love the Eagles right here. They won me a lot of money on my lock last week. I I like to ride them again right here. I think last week, them beating the Vikings when they did in the spot they did, it just showed me a lot that they're able to bring it back together after a few losses, and uh, they didn't get rattled. Their defense is a lot better than – than I previously thought at the beginning of the year. Four and a half points. I mean, I like I like the Eagles plus three right here. I'm, I'm going to be gambling on this game on Sunday. Yep, same here. Uh, Eagles plus four and a half. Um, love it. Absolutely love it. Dallas may win. 27-24 would be the max, though. Um, this is one of those classic. <clears throat> it's going to be – I mean, it's going to be a good game, I think. Uh, Publix on Dallas. Dak's good, but he's got to come back down to earth a little bit at some point, right? Uh, I mean, this Eagles defense is pretty good. Wentz has had his come back down to earth moment. He hadn't been great the past couple weeks. Um, they got a big win against the Vikings, but yeah, and that that Cowboys home home field advantage. I told you last year, it's filled with a bunch of doctors and lawyers because those damn ticket prices are so high. Yeah. It's not going to get that loud. It's going to be basically like a neutral field. It's going to be basically like the Alabama-Wisconsin game was. Yeah, I mean, at what point does this start creeping in the back of Prescott's mind that he's got Romo coming back and that he's got to be perfect to keep his job? Um, I yeah, think- Ezekiel Elliott has carried him through several wins. Their offensive line is fantastic. Oh, they're great. And- that is that is basically it. And now I think the Eagles are going to be able to stop Ezekiel Elliott or slow him down at least enough to be able to keep it close. I don't I don't see too many breakout twenty yard runs out of him. No, I think that Fletcher Cox will have a good day against that line. But uh, that's a Sunday night game. Final schedule an NFL game for us. Monday night football. Continue the shit show because here it is again. The Vikings minus six and a half at the Chicago Bears. Uh, Cutler apparently going to be back for this one. Boomer, who do you like here? Well, I'm betting I'm gambling on the Bears for every reason that I said in the Patriots Bills game. All my principles in this game come into play on Monday night. Especially there's there's that marquee game on Sunday. I, I'm going with the Bears. I think the line's probably going to creep up closer to seven before the game starts. 
I mean, Jay Killer's coming back. That could be good. That could be bad. Who knows? But, I mean, it's definitely worth taking a flyer on them. The Vikings, I don't know how the hell they've been able to do it. But, I mean, I could see I could see a money line play on this if you're going to go with the Bears, which I'll probably end up doing because if they keep it close, I could see them pulling something out of their ass and actually winning the game. Uh, I'd probably be at a plus 300. Yeah, I'm not that ballsy, but I am taking the Bears plus seven at home. Uh, last I checked, the public was 80% or more than 80% on the Vikings. I know that's not the end-all, be-all. I like to throw that out a lot, but um, there's a reason. There's a reason those casinos are so nice. Um, I mean, Jay Cutler's coming back. It'll help him a little bit, I think. I don't know. The Vikings just – like I like the Vikings. I think that they're, they're built – to have a good season, but I don't think – I mean, they, they kind of showed their true colors a little bit last week. Bradford's not as good as everybody kind of thought he was at the beginning of the season. I know the Bears' defense isn't great, but neither is Sam Bradford. So, now, uh, I am biased on this because I have been against the Vikings every single week, and every single week they've proved me wrong except for last week. Yeah. So, I mean, I just – I still have not gotten on board. I still do not think they're a good football team. No, I'm, I'm, I don't think they're great, but I'm going to take the Bears at home. Plus, I'm going to buy a half. Probably wait till Monday night. It'll get closer to seven. This might, this could get close to ten before the Sharps come in and eat it up. No, oh, it won't go that much. That would, that would be ridiculous. Maybe seven and a half, or eight and a half, nine. I don't know. I'm still, I'm going to, I'm going to take it at seven. If it doesn't, I'm going to buy it up. Um, so those are our scheduled games: uh, five college, four NFL. We'll have five vault and one lock, hopefully. No telling how many boomers got for you this week, um, which will put us at 15 games, which is where we'd like to be at. So let's get to it, Boom. What's your vault like, looking like this week? Who, who you got as your surefire winners? Well, I loaded up that old six-shooter I used last week with a little bit of uh, silver bullet sponsored by uh, Coors Light. Okay. And, uh, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be firing them off right now, machine gun style. Miami of Ohio plus seven at Eastern Michigan. Love Miami of Ohio. They showed that they can prove they proved it last week. They're gonna prove it again this week. Oklahoma State at home, getting the four points against, I guess, a good West Virginia crew. I don't know. They they beat a very bad TCU team last week. I, I, they haven't been tested this year, I, and I think old Mike Gundy. Old six shooter himself is gonna gonna be able to pull out an outright win on this. Going down a state into Texas, I think Charlie Strong sees that that job opening starting to get a little bit more uh, vanishing, and uh, I'm taking the four with them versus Baylor at home in Austin. Then going across the pond, trying to give a little early play action on Sunday. Oh, I get- the Bengals minus three versus the Washington Redskins. I think the Bengals have been kind of slowly losing their value throughout the uh, throughout the year. Be playing in London, very weird defense travels. I think the I think the Bengals have no problem early Sunday morning. Then finishing up Sunday afternoon, the Lightning Bolt Chargers plus five and a half at home against the Denver Broncos. Love that. I hadn't seen that yet. I like it. Uh, Chargers undervalued. They're good. Since Joey Bosa came back or started his career, I guess you should say, they're, uh, they've been really good. So that's, that's, a- that's actually at mile high. However, they are getting the five and a half. And yeah. Phillip Rivers, you know, say what you want to about the guy, but that's not a bitch cares. He's and good. That's, that's all I want to see. I want to see an NFL player out there that gives a damn and they can back it up. That's, that's Rivers for you. All right, so vault for Boomer. Miami of Ohio plus seven. Oklahoma State plus four. Texas plus four. Cincinnati Bengals in London minus three. And the San Diego Chargers not at home on the road in mile high plus five and a half. It's good stuff. Some winners. Some some definite winners there. But I've got surefire sure fire five winners right here. I'm trying to debate which one I want to pull out for my lock because I got six plays for you here, and I think all six of them. Let's are them all out. Why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, pull your coin purse out and uh, stand by what your what your picks are? All right, you can go ahead and call this the Stone Cold Vault of the Week locks. Let's go. Uh, first up, Indiana Hoosiers versus Maryland 
Terrapins. We're taking the under at 51 and a half. Uh, both teams have beat up on some very shitty defenses earlier, but since they got into conference play, not so hot when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Both teams are predicated on defense. So I'm going to take the under at Indiana, Maryland, under 51 and a half. Next up, sticking in the Big Ten. Penn State, congratulations on your big win against Ohio State. Too bad you're not covering against Purdue. Purdue, plus 13 against Penn State. Uh, Penn State kind of reeling after that. Purdue's played a lot better since they fired Hazel. Give me Purdue, plus 13 against Penn State. Next up, let's switch it over to the professional side of things. The Oakland Raiders, really good this year, 5-2. and two. Public loves them especially with the added bonus that they may be coming to Las Vegas in the next two years. So we're taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus one at home. Jameis is getting it rolling a little bit better. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to take the Bucs here to win. Uh, next, let's switch it back to college. Cincinnati, Tommy Tuberville has switched back to Gunner Kill after the senior-only meeting, begging him to install Gunner Kill as his quarterback. Yes, you heard that right. Gunner Kill is still in college. We're taking Cincinnati plus seven at Temple. And finally, finally, Saturday night, Boise State, you're going to not cover on Saturday night because the Wyoming Cowboys plus 14 and a half – it was damn near my lock of the week, but it's going to have to be my uh, final vault selection. Wyoming plus 14.5 against Boise. Uh, South, or North Dakota State's old coach is at Wyoming. He's got those boys fighting hard. Uh, Boise's coming off a tough schedule, tough slate of games. So I like Wyoming plus 14.5. Yeah, those are, uh, those are some real prisoner of the moment picks right there, especially that Wyoming. No, it's good stuff. Uh, so let's rattle off again. Indiana, Maryland, under 51.5. Purdue, plus 13 versus Penn State. Tampa Bay, Buccaneers, minus one versus the Oakland Raiders. Wyoming Cowboys, plus 14.5 versus Boise. And Cincinnati Bearcats, plus seven against the Temple Owls. All right, let's fire it up. It's time. Everyone's favorite time of the week. It's time to make even more money. Stone Cold. Steve Austin, Lock of the Week. All right, now that's what Surefire Winter sounds like right there. That don't get you jacked up. I don't know what does. Uh, Call your bookie right now and tell them, who your lock of the week is. Boomer, tell me who your lock of the week is. Oh, man, this lock is so damn cold it's going to freeze your dick off. This is a little Friday night cold play action for you starting at 7 o'clock. Take the University of South Florida to warm your hearts on this cold fall. Love it. They're 7, minus 7, minus 7 right now. And it sounds crazy against the Navy midshipmen because I love those guys. They won me a lot of money this year. Makes zero sense why uh, why South Florida is favored by 7. That's why I love it so much. If you hurry right now, your bookie is having a weekly special of uh, Juice being plus 105 on that. So, please, hurry, run and grab yeah, the deal. Take that. I've already taken that. Um, 88% of the public's on the underdog here. That should tell you all you need to know. Uh, South Florida minus seven. I love that pick. I uh, thought about putting it as my lock of the week, but it somehow got left out of the ball and the lock. But the lock of the week, the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Jim Harbaugh, I hope you're ready. Because Mark D'Antonio and the Michigan State Spartans are going to keep it within the number against you on Saturday. Um, 24 and a half Michigan State is getting at home against Michigan. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. They're not going to win, but they're not going to get beaten by 24 and a half. Well, I guess you can't get beat by 24 and a half. They're not going to be by 25. Um, I just don't see it. So I'm taking Mark D'Antonio, a big rivalry game. Rivals should never be this high. Um, Give me Michigan State plus 24 in the hook at home on Saturday. Man, it's, that's a ballsy call by you because Harbaugh, that crazy bastard, is likely to put up 70 in that game. I know. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a real son of a bitch when it comes to uh, gambling against them. 
Yeah, he's a damn khaki wearing son of a bitch. That's for damn sure. I mean, they've covered pretty much everything except Colorado this year, but I don't know. I just think something tells me Michigan State's going to keep it within the number at home this weekend. All right. So, so that's my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Well, I'm glad you got your Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week on that Stone Cold, ice cold defense in Michigan State. Uh, well, hey, they're going to bring it together this week, man. There's too much talent not to. <laughs> All right, so those are our Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. So let's go. I mean, it's time. Let's get a little bit different perspective this week. Let's welcome our good friend Gil Alexander from Beating the Book. Um, you can check him out on Twitter at Gil Alexander. Um, kind of wrap, wrap up the weekend and see how things are going here. All right, well, we'd like to welcome uh, Gil Alexander from uh, Beating the Book, the Beating the Book Sports Podcast. You can check that out on iTunes. Um, Gil Alexander again, uh, join us on the Deep Fried Best Podcast this weekend. Uh, Gil, thanks for joining us. How are you this evening? I'm doing very well. Blake, thanks for having me on. I appreciate right. it. Absolutely. We're glad you're able to join us. So uh, we just wrapped up game two of the World Series. So we tied 1-1. Who did you take in the, uh, in the series this year? Well, before the season started, I had Cleveland to win the AL Central at plus 230, okay. which was a, you know turned out to be a really smart-looking bet. But I then quickly followed that up in the ALDS by going against Cleveland because I figured that not having Carrasco and Salazar would be a trouble for them. Uh, Terry Francona proved me wrong. He basically managed the, manages the Indians like they're the Royals from 2014 and 2015 on steroids from the back forward. And so I jumped right back on the Indians, both in the ALCS and at that time before the championship series, to win it all as well at plus 375. So I am very much about the Indians right oh, wow. now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is something to watch, Frank Kona. I mean, any anybody that says managers don't matter much in baseball, then this is the World Series for them because it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to watch these two guys work. Um, yeah, I took the Indians yeah. as well before the season started, before the series started, not before the season. Didn't have anything prophesizing like that. But uh, so we'll, we'll root for them. You think they'll get it done game three? Uh, I don't. You know, the game three is the tough matchup for them. I don't think they'll get it done game three because Kyle Hendricks is going against Josh Tomlin. And for me, Josh Tomlin is a serial overperformer. He's a guy who gives up lots of home runs. I think if you go back to – 2000 so 15 years of data he i think with the exception of maybe hector noesi who is a sabermetrics handicapping you know joke of a of a of a starting pitcher i think josh tomlin has the largest home run rate in baseball and so you're going up against that cubs lineup at wrigley he is an accident waiting to happen i'll be very interested to see what that price is on that game because That'd be one of those games where I'd be willing. I'm not usually a guy who lays a lot of juice on baseball teams, but that might be an exception for game three. Yeah, you think the minus one and a half would be in play there? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, Tomlin is just, he's not built for that ballpark. I mean, a lot will depend on the wind, too, right? That's the thing with Wrigley. I mean, if the weather is saying the wind is is blowing in, then all of a sudden that kind of shifts things because then the ball will magically stay in the park for him. Um, so I would really pay attention to the weather report on a day like Saturday. Yep. Or, excuse me, Friday, excuse me. That's right. We get day off tomorrow, then back out on Friday, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, something to look forward to. It's always good to have baseball and football, meaningful World Series baseball and football going on at the same time. So, um, speaking of how you've been doing on the NFL season so far. I'm having a terrible year, Blake. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, <all> right. um, <laughs> I think I've only had two winning weeks in seven weeks. I have just found this to be, um, and I've had some great NFL seasons over the last five seasons in there, but like this season, for whatever reason, has completely flummoxed me. Um, I just think there's a, for me, it's been very weird. There's obviously going to, you know, with as many people that bet football, you're always going to find some people that do well. But um, I know some of the guys that I hang out with, we're having the same experience. Um, where it has just been tough. The way I would describe it, the way I describe it on my podcast is I've, I, I would imagine that there's, that I always feel that there are teams that I don't have a read on from week to week. It just seems to me that this year there are more of those teams than ever before yeah, for like um, me. Yeah, I yeah, I just don't know what you get from week to week with some of these teams, you know? How are you doing on it? Ah, it's... 
It's not been great. Uh, I'd say about 50-50, which is not the worst thing in the world. But it's – yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'll have a couple of good weekends and then something terrible. Last weekend was pushed all the way around. I think I had five pushes to the NFL and college football last weekend, which is I – I hadn't had that in a season wow. up until that. Yeah, I had it all in one weekend. That's it was crazy. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Vegas was on the number <laughs> right. last weekend, that's for sure. Um so, all right, so looking ahead a little bit to the NFL this weekend, um, you have any read on this Thursday night game? I don't know what to think of this. You know, it's funny. These Thursday night games are so god-awful. Yeah, and, terrible. you know, I'm, I, w- I wouldn't be the first person to, you know, give this hot take of how bad the product is on Thursday. And I think it's sort of been beaten into the ground. And usually on Thursday night games, I don't have much of a read. But I'll be honest with you, if I if this is at three, and right now it's sort of three with extra juice, there's some three and a halves. But if you can get this at three, to me it's a play on Tennessee. Because I do think Tennessee, though they certainly let me down last week against the Colts, I really do think they have a strong offensive line. And I think that they can score and dominate the game tomorrow I don't know, it dominates a little much, but I think they can control that game tomorrow night um, at home against a Jaguars team that just disappoints. I mean, all the potential in the world. They were a darling of professional betters in Vegas before this season started, both from a season win totals perspective and just from a week-to-week perspective. And they're still the Jags. And Blake Bortles, if you really go into his numbers, he's kind of a garbage-time stat whore. Uh, when the game is on the line, he doesn't really produce. So for me, for me, I actually have a read on that game. I like Tennessee if it's at three. If it's three and a hook, I'll stay off it. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville has definitely been a huge disappointment this year. Do you think Bradley gets the axe if they lose tomorrow night? God, there's so many times we thought he'd get the axe, <laughs> and, and he hasn't. I, I don't even know what to think anymore because, and, and I think the owner of the Jaguars, if I just, I, I think I saw this in passing. A headline that says he's like asking the team what they think is wrong, okay. sort of thing. So whenever you have like, yeah, well, you know, I, I learned a long time ago, Blake, that you know, and this doesn't apply to just football, but this applies to any business or whatever. Every good or bad organization stops starts at the top. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but I don't know that it is the most um, directed franchise. I don't, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the story is with that, but if you're asking your players what's wrong and you're sort of circumventing the coach, um, that seems a little odd to me. Yeah. I, I, I think good things about their talent. I think they'll be great, but as for tomorrow night, I like Tennessee. Yeah, I can't see, Minus three. can't see Robert Kraft asking his players <laughs> what they feel about Bill Belichick if they were <laughs> That's right. down a little bit. But, yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you. These Thursday night games have been tough to watch. Hopefully we'll get something a little better tomorrow night, but I doubt it. Um, so what are some of the, the value teams that you've, you know, ridden a little bit through the NFL this year that maybe Vegas haven't quite, hasn't quite caught up on yet? Do you have anybody like that? Um, uh, your audio cut out. Could you ask that again? I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Um, I said, who's a, maybe a value team or two that you've had this year that you've ridden a little bit that you don't think that Vegas has quite figured out so far? Well, at the risk of sounding boring, Tennessee is one of them. Um, Tennessee's three and four right now. Um, I think that they're a team that has a lot of value moving forward. I'm actually in something, you know, people play Survivor, people play Fantasy, people do all these cool things with the NFL season, betting-wise and and otherwise. Um, I do a sort of thing where it's sort of a Wall Street thing where I buy and sell teams on a week-to-week basis. Super cool thing that, that I'm involved in. And Tennessee is a buy for me. I just love that team. I, that team is a, for me, might be a good AFC South play at this point. I'm not sure what you can get them at, but I am not completely convinced about any other team in that division, including the Texans. No. Uh, Texans, Colts, um, and who am I forgetting? The Jags yeah. themselves in that division. Yeah, so, you know, for me, they're a team that's sort of underrated. I have a pretty good read on the Redskins. That's my team. That's the team I grew up on from week to week. Um, but they're not a team that I think is undervalued in any way. Um, so I would answer Tennessee. I'm trying to think of an NFC team that I think is a little undervalued. Um, 
NFC is difficult because the teams that you think are going to be great, the Arizonas and Seattles and Green Bays, they've all kind of slogged along early on in the season uh, while winning in the case of Green Bay and Seattle, not so much with Arizona. So in some respects, those teams, um, I still think those teams are going to be good. Carolina, by the way, I don't know if this is the correct answer, but Carolina at one in five, can they be considered underrated at this point? I think, I think they might be. Yeah, I think there's some value there. They got Carolina at home this week, right? Yes, they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Carolina favorite in that game. Yeah. Wait, Carolina over Arizona by a field goal, I believe. Well, we know how the field goals are turning out for Arizona. You didn't have to stay up for that Sunday night, did you? <laughs> you know, the thing about that Sunday night game, well, is that, but you know, everybody's saying how bad the NFL product was. I actually didn't think that game was bad. No, like, I thought that was a great. great defensive struggle. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the offenses aren't that good. And at least in the case of Seattle, it certainly wasn't good. Um, but, yeah, once it got to the field goal comedy of errors, that was a different story. But I did think it was, you know, a great game to watch. Certainly entertaining. Yeah, I'm down um, here in a... But... Oh, sorry, I was going to say. I'm, down I'm sorry, here, go ahead. down here in SEC country, so we, we love those defense matchups like that. Let me ask you a question about the SEC. Do you think do you think this is the greatest Bama team of all time? I don't know. It's tough. As um, some others have said. Yeah, I'm an Alabama graduate actually, so I'm kind of I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical. I like Hurts what he's been able to do running the ball, but I, I'm I sit here and watch these games, and I'm just like, why are we not? Or why are other teams not putting nine or ten in the box and making Hurts throw the ball? Because I mean, he's overthrown some guys and. He's made some good throws, but at times, if I think if you really pressed him and made him try to beat you with his arm, that it'd be tough. So I don't think they're quite the best Bama team I've seen yet, but I mean it's up there. It's top three in saving era. Hmm. Okay, but that's a that's an interesting little nugget. We'll see if that comes back to haunt him down the stretch here in um, playoff time. Yeah, the uh, that LSU game worries me because I think they got the athletes on defense to to press up on Hurts and make him. Make him beat him with his arm, but we'll see. Um, so we'll get back and jump back to the NFL a little bit. Is there anything you've seen, like from a line move perspective, that's that's got you uh, excited about this weekend? Uh, from a line move perspective, let me uh, let me call up those lines, Blake. I apologize for not having them in front of me no, as I just fine. got up from the baseball game here. Yeah. Hold, please. I apologize. Uh, from a line move perspective, I do a show called Guessing Lines at the beginning of the week, uh, the beginning of the book pod, and we like to give first impressions. I do it with uh, Chris Andrews, who's the director of the sports book at the South Point Hotel Casino in Vegas. And we tend, it didn't happen last week, but we tend to have our first impressions be our best impressions. And the more we think about stuff through the week, the more we jack it up for ourselves as betters. Um, I'll tell you what I like. I don't know about line movement because there hasn't really been like as, as you look across the board, which game on a side or sidewise has really moved that much. I don't think anything has, has it? Um, well, let's see. Not not really dramatically. Minnesota has gone down a bit, right? Minnesota on Monday night was a six point favorite. Now they're just four and a half or five which, you know, doesn't really go through a key number, but that's, you know, that's a relatively big move midweek. I'll tell you the games I like besides Tennessee. Again, if Tennessee's three, right now I'm seeing three and a half. I love Cincinnati and London giving three or giving two and a half against the Redskins. I think the Redskins are a flawed team, and I think Cincinnati is going to be able to establish the running game against them. The Redskins have performed a sort of Jedi mind trick on their opponents. You talk about how Alabama's opponents, you're wondering why they don't stack 10 in a box. I wonder why opposing teams don't just run the ball all day long on the Redskins. So I think the Bengals uh, are a good play in the London game. By the way, 630, I'm on the West Coast. That is a tough game to watch. Wow, yeah. Um, So I like that one a lot. Um, And then the other one, trying to think first impressions, you know, San Diego giving me five points on the Chargers at Denver. I had San Diego at Atlanta last week, too. I don't know why the Chargers keep getting all these points, but I love them. Phillip Rivers just has the ability to keep them in every single game. Um, and they've, of course, squandered a few games. So San Diego will be the other one that I really love. Okay. So 
We'll get you out of here on this. Maybe hinting at it a little bit there, but is that your favorite matchup of the weekend, Chargers plus five? Yeah, I think so. Chargers plus five and Cincinnati minus three. I like them both. I like them both very much. Right. I mean, I, I would think those are the two. I just don't think, you know, you give me Phillip Rivers against um, that Denver defense. Phillip Rivers has always done pretty well against the spread versus Denver. Um, and then I don't believe Denver can score at will with that. I just don't think that Trevor Simeon, he's good, right? He's been okay, but I don't think that they're an offense that can pull away from San Diego. And as I mentioned in the Redskins case, just game plan them correctly. You'll beat the Redskins. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, again, that's Gil Alexander from, um, beating the book sports box uh, sports podcast and check them out on itunes uh at twitter uh at beating the book on twitter gil thanks so much for joining us we appreciate it blake i appreciate you having me on thank you so much Absolutely. all right so that was gil alexander thanks again gil for joining us all right so right there gil that wraps it up for us um we gave you our college football picks our vaults and our Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. And as we speak, I have hit another basketball winner, folks. The Dallas Mavericks plus six. Uh, well, it's not over yet. 20 seconds left. They're only down by two. So maybe I hopefully I hadn't spoke too soon. Anyways. Um, well, everybody listening hopes you have because that was an absurd outburst by you. Well, you know, I just saw the box score. I saw uh, zero and it was a two there. Anyway. Wednesday night NBA basketball during college football season gotta is get, literally the absolute last thing people want to hear about. Got to get that fixed, baby. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Tell your friends about us. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever anything gambling is being done, we're there. Uh, Boomer, thanks again for joining us, Collier. Hope the street corner wasn't too rude to you this evening. Um, and we'll catch y'all next weekend. Or next right. week, I should say. Boom, you got any parting words for our fine listeners? Just know uh, that tingling feeling that you get down deep in your coin purse sometimes whenever whenever the juices are flowing, your team's down by two, and you got them to cover by four. Just know that that's probably not testicular cancer. Cancel. Cancel cancer? Cancer. Although that might have been a brain tumor that I just experienced right there. Yeah, you might want to go get checked out yourself. Just know that just check yourself. Make sure it's not testicular cancer. Cancel. Brain tumor again. Yeah, you did it again. This is rough. <laughs> all right. You and, enjoy uh, the winners, folks. That's all. That's what he's trying to get across. Stay wealthy, my friends. All right. Enjoy it, folks. We'll catch you next week.